Morning, team. Friday morning in London town. Thank you to Bill. He's back with you Sunday afternoon for food and drink. Not to be missed. Coming up very shortly, more jobs for little people. And uh, John Warrington. And I think champagne and chocolates today being Friday. I've decided it's a champagne and chocolate day. Plus the papers, plus your texts and emails. 84850stevedlbc.co.uk. All of that to see you nicely into the weekend. What a busy weekend it's going to be. I've just got this feeling it's going to be food and drink all the way through, not just with Bill. So, news is next. Get yourself a quick cup of tea. Wakey, wakey. Here we go. Morning, team. Other jobs for people of restricted stature. We think, uh... <laughs> hod carrier for Lego. Test pilot for Airfix. <laughs> what was the other one? There was a, all these old gags years ago. That was sort of, you know, hod carrier. I like the idea of being a hod carrier for Lego. I thought that was funny. Because we used to have a Lego shop. Anyway, good morning. How are we? Good, good, good. We can... Oh, right, Gary's mum used to work in a Meccano shop. In Hen... Blimey, that was a bit posh. My mum used to live in Henley. But we never had Meccano. It was obviously either a bit too expensive or a bit too taxing for us. I bet you had loads of it at home because you got it for free. See, I always thought Meccano, you just built cranes, and that was about it, and you bolted it together, and it, it was red. Whereas when, when I started, the only Lego we had was red and white. And, you know, we built houses, walls. It was lovely. I was quite happy with things like that. My own model of Hugh Broom, you know, to scale. And, uh, but we, we never had anything... Anything posh like Meccano. We never had Scalex trick either. We had something called Minic Motorway. A Minic Motorway. Oh, they used to have an exhibition every year in the town hall, which was directly opposite the police station, wasn't it? Police station on the corner, town hall in the middle. And, of course, who lives further up there? You go up the hill, up Remenham Hill. Is it Remenham Hill? No, it wasn't Remenham. That was the hill you come down at Henley. But if you go past the town hall, about 200 yards, and on the right-hand side, did you ever go up there? Ah, you were five. George Harrison's place was there. The big gates to the Priory. And he's got his own, or he had his own, he's still got it. It's an underground lake. And he would take people on little boats underneath the house. Uh, But the gates were the most impressive thing. And it used to be a still fabulous place to look at. So if you go to Henley today, that's the thing you can do. Sorry? A Bond villain. You would think he was a Bond villain with an underground lake. It was just that this thing happened to have an underground lake. I don't know why. All very bizarre. Nice to see as well on the television that Yuri Geller still flogging his uh, my friend Michael Jackson. Just makes me sick, I'm afraid. I'm really sorry to say it because I'm quite a fan of Yuri Geller. I just think now this is something that's private. It's got absolutely bugger all to do with anybody else. It's a private piece of footage which he sold Presumably for money. I'm hoping that he's given the money to charity because he can't need the money. It's absolutely disgraceful. Actually, Yuri Geller looks like he's had Botox. I'm looking at a picture of him now, and he looks completely Botoxed. He d- and he's and he started doing the crying. It's amazing, actually, how many people can cry on television and not actually produce tears. They just go, and so... <laughs> it was my friend. It's, it's unusual, isn't it? I think... Perhaps onions or something. I think it's very. But I'll tell you what they did use on one program, and I tell you which program it was. It was the who was the big bloke who used to do it on the radio and go out and c- confront villains, and then he turned up on the television doing a program as well. Big fat bloke, and he'd go, they'd go, "Excuse me, excuse me, you've just ripped these people off." No, not, Ro- not Ross Kemp. No, big. No, no. But prior to them, prior to them. Somebody will remember at home. But what he used to do, he uh, was accused in one of his programs of putting. Roger Cook. That's right, Roger Cook. He was accused of putting glycerin in a child's eye to make it look as though they they were crying, which was a bit naughty. 
But I, I like that programme. But, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't get into Yuri Geller and, uh, and my friend Michael Jackson. I just think it's, it's shameful. Absolutely shameful. But there you go. Never let it be said that people don't miss a trick in this business to try and make money. I'm going to do the same. When, when Hugh Broom gets mown down by a combine harvester, <laughs> Gary's going to make one about me. <laughs> Shouldn't take too long, should it? <laughs> It'll get you definitely. The, the last programme made about Steve Allen was done by Gary Brown. <laughs> now, I'm going to do one on Hugh Broom. I'm going to make sure he gets mown over by a combine harvester and he'll be packed and sort of put in a nice oblong thing. And I'm going to do my friend Hugh Broom. I'll be telling you all the stories. <laughs> all the truth. Hugh, wait. The girlfriend will be on to me straight away. So tell me, Steve, Tuesday, a wet month. Yes, I remember distinctly. Anyway, John uh, Warrington. Exactly, you can't libel the day. I can say anything. I could say anything I like about Hugh Broom. Trouble, we have to wait till he's, till he's gone. And at the moment, he's, he's very much with us. <laughs> very much with us. Uh, the Daily Mirror today. We've still got uh, Stevie Gerrard in court. It's going to drag on. Do you know, it drags on a bit, this one, doesn't it? I begin, I begin to wonder after a while, you know, when you watch the police outside after, you think, what is it? Why do we have to give these people police escorts? And Get your own police escorts. Um, Yuri Geller, Michael Jackson's close friend. Well, of course, you can say anything you like now, lovey, can't you? Uh, he's told the superstar you're going to die because of his drug addiction. It's a nice thing to tell your friend, isn't it? By the way, you're going to die because you've got a drug addiction. So, good news there. Uh, more in the uh, paper today about uh, MPs calling for drivers to be let off road tax if they join pay-as-you-drive trials. Do you know, we're such a mamby-pamby country. We really are. The other day I was watching another one of these programmes where they stop people and it turns out they, they stopped this bloke and they said, uh, excuse me, is this your car? Yeah, it's my car. And uh, you have a licence? Uh, I have a Danish licence. Sorry? I have a Danish licence. Well, it's not a British licence, is it? Where is it? Is it is your home now? No, no. Where is it? It's at my brother's house. Where does he live? In London. You're a liar, aren't you, mate? We've arrested you before. Compulsive. And these people stand there and brazen it out. I'm sorry. Hang them. Hang them. Oh, bad news, isn't it? Osama bin Laden's son's been killed. Shame. Anyway, other stories of the paper today. Oh, Kate Thornton is uh, joining Loose Women. That'll be interesting, won't it? Not really. But it's to replace uh, Jackie Brambles. You know she used to work in L.A., apparently. She's always telling us she used to work in L.A. So they've now decided to share it uh, with Andrea McLean. They will share the role of anchor. So that's good. And uh, Kate says, I'm honoured and thrilled and delighted. And more than a bit surprised, I should imagine, dear. More than a bit surprised. We certainly are. We certainly are. Nice to see the other day that... uh, out uh, and about was uh, Katie Price. That's Jordan, in case you don't know. That's that foul-mouthed, compulsive liar of a woman who can't even write a book and yet is out there yesterday in Selfridges. I mean, talk about fraudulent. Selling copies of her book, which she never wrote. But apparently, this is how it works. She says, I don't write them because I'm too busy. So she comes up with the idea. So in other words, I've come up with an idea. This is how it would work. I I would say to my ghostwriter, Gary, I say, okay, I see a story of a a very successful, very rich, gorgeously trim radio presenter who does the early breakfast show on a talk station in London who suddenly wins £200 million on the lottery. And, And that's the story. And Gary then goes away and writes it. And I then go, that's mine. I'll put my name on it. And Gary goes, but actually, I wrote that. And I go, no, you didn't. I paid you money. That's my story. That's my idea. It's a bit like... I mean, it's... Yes, well, anyway, it's... Uh, <laughs> so that, that's how it works. There's an artist called Jeff Coons. I don't know if you've ever heard of Jeff Coons, but uh, Jeff Coons hasn't made a piece of art in his entire life. What he does is he gets other people to make it, but then he puts his name on it. It's 
He's actually the one at the Serpentine Gallery, and he does all this stuff. He used to be married to uh, a porn star, an Italian porn star called Ciccolino, which I'm sure you must remember, Gary, because they started making a lot of, let's call it, art together. And that's, and that's how he met, doing... Anyway, but he, he never actually makes any art. It's all made for him, and then he puts his name to it. And he's made all sorts of... I think Michael Jackson had a piece of it, or something, I don't know. It's probably been... probably disappeared into the mists of time. Jeff Koo. So that's all his stuff at the Serpentine. It looks like gi- he does giant doggies and bunny rabbits and giant inflatable metallic things. Yeah. It's, it's quite... I mean, it's, it's quite nice, but it's not made by him. He just comes up with the idea sometimes, and then other people make it. But that's, it's gone through, through time. In fact, you've only got to go down... I've said before... Every Sunday afternoon, go down by uh, Piccadilly Circus and all the railings are full of art. Some of it is made by, you know, the uh, artists who sell on the railings. You've seen that opposite, um, just by Green Park Tube, all the way down there. Well, have a look at the ones that all appear to be in the same frames. They're painted by Chinese. You buy them by the van load over there. Bring them over here and pretend you've painted them. It's the biggest scam going. There are, there are some artists up there who do paint their own stuff, but mainly it's the Chinese pictures. You can spot them a mile off because the colours are not as vibrant and the guy's got hundreds and they're stacked in the back of a van. You see them all over the place and sometimes they stick stupid prices on like 600 quid. They're actually paying about £4 each. And they bring them over in a container and they ship them out and they sell them all over the place. Biggest pile of rubbish ever. Biggest pile of rubbish ever. Actually, good news for Mozart lovers. Two unknown Mozart piano pieces have been discovered in Austria. I thought he wrote other stuff. He wrote other stuff. That's good. I, see, I like things like that. I like a happy story. We don't get them very often. Um, but Jordan, actually, I'm surprised Jordan's not brought... Whole new world! I'm surprised we haven't had her back again. You know, she wants to record, but it's a bit like Cheryl Cole. She wants to record as well. But, I mean, she can't sing for Toffee, poor cow. But at least she's doing her best. And, uh, and Noel Edmonds got married the other day. His new soulmate, he's 60, and Liz is 40. They got uh, married in the picturesque village of Lower Slaughter in Gloucestershire. I remember, I remember somebody telling me, it was Tony Blackburn actually years ago, because uh, he went down to Noel's place. N- Noel, Noel said to him, because Noel had this... You remember at the, at the beginning of Crinkly Bottom, it showed this mansion? Well, that was Noel's place. And so the interior was done as if it was supposed to be that. Great show, great show. And, t- and Tony went down there, and he'd never been down before. And Noel said to him, he said, uh, do you want, should we have a look round, round the property? And Tony went, yeah, great. So they go to the garage, he opens the garage doors, brings out a helicopter... He said, and we fly round Noel's property. It was that big that we flew, flew round it. I thought, how fantastic is that? Because I work with Noel on a few occasions, and he loves helicopters. I'd love to fly a helicopter. I'd love to fly a helicopter. I can't do it, but I'd, I'd love to have a go. Sorry? What's on sky? I know. Don't think I hadn't noticed. Don't think I hadn't noticed. Oh, actually, we found another benefit uh, fraudster. And, uh, and this is Isabel Thompson is today's crook. Well done, Isabel. She'd raked in £20,000 in benefits, too ill to walk, can't pick anything up. She's a darts champion, and she got caught out because she appeared uh, at the, uh, the local uh, team. And, of course, she'd been uh, thieving off the system for ages. She'd been getting disability allowance from 2001 to 2006. I saw a bloke in Twickenham the other day. I nearly got angry, but I thought, no. Youngish bloke, three kids in the back of his uh, pickup thing, which was like one of these transit vans with a door at the back and they put seats in it and make it look posh. And what did he have on the front windscreen? He had a disability sticker. 
This was a young guy with glasses and three children. I thought, that's not your disability sticker. That'll be your mother's or something like that. You're a bit fraudulent, aren't you, matey? Mind you, of course. I mean, if he'd been small, he probably wouldn't have been ages to get up into the seat. That would have been really difficult, wouldn't it? Very difficult. Anyway, quarter past five is the time. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. It's LBC 97.3. We are cooking with gas. Morning, everybody. Nice to have your company. 17 minutes past five. It's Steve Allen's early Friday breakfast, which we like. Do you know there's a, a collie here? This one doesn't round... Ra- this old Peter appeal to Hugh Broom. It doesn't round up sheep. It's a guide dog. It's a guide dog for another blind collie. And he leads him around. Uh, little Bonnie and Clyde. Because people always give dogs stupid names, don't they? If you've got a pair of them. Oh, Bonnie and Clyde. How about salt and pepper? You know? <laughs> and it is, it is a boy and a girl. Uh, the five-year-old lost his uh, sight because of a degenerative disease, and now relies on Bonnie as his guide dog and follows her everywhere, so he's got a lead. and a, Which is quite sweet, isn't it? My brother used to have a blind rabbit, uh, which they used to... <laughs> doesn't seem that exciting, does it? But anyway, he had a blind rabbit. And I don't think it started off blind. I think it just went. They can get these, these macular eye disease, whatever it is. Anyway, so it, but his used to come in the house... It was, a ha- it was what's coming known as a house rabbit. You know, I can't bear people who keep rabbits and just keep them in these little hutches and they just stick a bit of food in there. You know, it's not, not very exciting, is it, at all, I'm afraid. Um, so, so, I forgot where I was going with that. I saw that one as well. And um, what am I going to say? Oh, yeah, so anyway, so he brought it in the house. But for two years, while this thing was alive, he couldn't, he couldn't move the furniture. Because it learnt where the furniture was. So they couldn't, they couldn't rearrange anything in the sitting room. Which, of course, always surprises. I don't know why I laugh at that, actually. Then, bless its heart, it did, uh, did in fact, lose its life. It sort of, you know, it passed away as, uh, as all good rabbits do. They never live that long, and that's why... You, that's, you're supposed to cuddle them and hold them, because it gets them used to um, humans, because otherwise rabbits get very nervous... Um, and, and you think, no, 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 we have to, we have to sort of look after it and make it, make it a house rabbit. So, house rabbit it became. Oh, Harry Potter's secret has come out in a gay mag. Thought you'd be delighted to know that uh, he has finally uh, come out. And, uh, and this is Harry Potter star Daniel Radcliffe. He's come out to Attitude magazine that, in fact, he votes Lib Dem. And uh, he's told everybody about this. And he also has talked about his other political feelings. He also hates homophobia. He said, I grew up surrounded by my parents' gay pals. Hates anybody who is homophobic or anything like that. Do you know, he's very level-headed, this boy. He's very level-headed for somebody who is, I think, just turned 20. I think yesterday he turned 20. Multi-millionaire. Just a nice sort of person. Just a nice sort of person. Not the best dresser in the world, I think he'd be the first to admit. But but he's nice. He's nice. So we like him. So well done to him. As I say, terribly sad that Osama bin Laden's uh, son has died in an airstrike. (laughs) Couldn't help feeling, you know. Shame it wasn't your father. But there you go. You get one this time. We get the other one the next time round. Uh, More on Stephen Gerrard. They say uh, signing fans outside court. Have you seen some of the people who hang around Stephen Gerrard? Right, bunch of degenerates, I'm afraid. And, oh, guess who's walked out the Big Brother house? Ran out the other day like the screaming girl that we all thought he was to start with. Yes, this is, um, this is, uh, Tong. Kenneth Tong, I think. Kenneth Tong. Did you not guess that one? Do you know him? Kenneth Tong is the one who, he's, he's got, um... A glamour girl boyfriend, a glamour girl boyfriend, a glamour girl girlfriend, but he, he tries it on with anybody. He was the one who, when he went in, he was brought in as a last minute. He sat there, pulled out of his pocket a roll of notes and said, I always carry £25,000 in 50s. And I'm thinking, I hope you get mugged. 
He was a complete... A complete... Complete... Absolutely. A bully. A nasty little piece of work. Uh, I'd love to find out what he really does. Because, Frank, he calls himself an international playboy. He doesn't actually appear to do any sort of job. I'd love to find out. I'm sure one of the papers will be investigating him very carefully. At one point, he was saying that he had bodyguards who looked after him, thinking, who are you? You're just some little... aren't you? Anyway, he, he walked out because he'd been accused of... He made threatening remarks to one of the other girls in there. He's not a very nice person. Not a very nice person. In fact, deeply, deeply unpleasant. And, uh, <clears throat> unfortunately for his uh, little... Glamour girl girlfriend on the outside who was kicked out. He seems to flirt with just about anything, which always makes me worry. And I'll tell you else annoys me in that Big Brother house. Not that I've watched it that often, but that shaven-headed lesbian with all the tattoos who doesn't work. She's another one who's, who's sponging off the system. And I'm thinking to myself, all she does is she goes and sits in the garden and smokes. That's her entire life. She sits in the garden and she smokes. She doesn't contribute or do anything at all. It's a bit like Amy Winehouse, who turned up I and mean, my God, it's a turkey, isn't it? I mean, it is absolutely... You look at it, walking into court, with her poor father dragging on behind, who's so desperate for the publicity. Poor old Mitch. Never mind, lovey. And uh, here she is, pearl earrings, matching necklace, pretty ballet pumps. I mean, she just looked like a, a dog's dinner, I'm afraid. She can't help it. But uh, this is over an assault case. I have to be honest, I've got no idea how this case is going to end up because I've got no idea on these things. But if I was out somewhere, and unfortunately Amy Winehouse is, is what's coming known in the business as a target. So in other words, people go, oh, she just finished doing a concert and this girl comes out. So I take a picture of you, puts her arm round her. Without even, please may I, and getting, you know, getting the, yes, of course you can. Well, I'd have pushed her away as well. I'd have pushed her away. There's a soldier guarding the Queen. He's been arrested after he's found to be an illegal immigrant. He'd apparently lied about who he was. He'd changed his name and everything else. My God, it's a bit worrying, isn't it, out there? Almost as worrying as the deadly chipmunks. We told you yesterday, the killer chipmunks, I've got bad news. They're here. They're in the country already. There's a, a, a wave of them. I think they're coming through the Channel Tunnel. Some of them are driving, hooting on the hoot, and beep, 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 beep. And, they just, and the border guards and the customs are powerless to stop them. Uh, some of them have actually queued up to get benefits. You know, the chipmunks are on, on benefit duty. <laughs> I love the idea. We thought that was hilarious yesterday. I just love the idea. And uh, I quite like the idea as well of police who thought they were really good the other day. They, uh, they thought they'd seized half a million pounds of cocaine. Turned out to be dental powder used to numb people's mouths before they have, before they have fillings. Officers grabbed 13 kilos of this, on, uh, of this drug on a pub... Uh, in Deverton, formerly owned by a drug money launderer. A test showed it was benzocaine. Now, the trouble is, I don't think this is actually... I don't think this is cut and, cut and dried as you think it is, because the people arrested in the drugs bust have been told by red-faced cops they'll face no charges. I think what these people were doing was selling this stuff as cocaine. In other words, people who take cocaine will be sold anything. This, you know, stash of dental powder, you just cut it up, with little tiny bits of cocaine, you give it to somebody, and they go, that's cocaine, is it? That's why they're saying in the paper it's a pound a time. I mean, you know, what would five... No, what would 13 kilograms of this stuff be doing in a pub? You have to ask yourself, don't you? And the answer is, people cut it down. Washing powder is used. You cut speed down with uh, washing powder, and people take anything. Eventually, you just cut out the speed and give them washing powder. You don't think any of the cocaine that people buy on the streets is actually pure. No, it's mixed down so many times. That's how they end up with, with so much money out of it. 
That's why it, c- it can be terribly, terribly rewarding for people. Dan says, nice late job this morning. Sign on at eight. Finish at midday. Almost as good as your shift. <laughs> he said, I'm just chilling in bed with the wife and looking forward to the weekend and our wee marathon tomorrow night with Winkle. <laughs> your life, honestly, gets more bizarre by the day, doesn't it? Anyway, I hope you have a nice day. I hope it's going to be nice today because I've got to go home when I finish here. Rush home. Da, 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 da. Doctors. Just go, look, 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 readings this week, very good. Oh, I'll tell you what I'm doing every day now. And I don't know if any other diabetics have exactly the same thing. But when you test your blood in the morning or lunchtime or afternoon, if I use my index finger, which I'm prone to doing because I can seem to get more blood out of it, I, you've got a little uh, machine which you put over there and you push a button and it sends the needle in and then you squeeze your finger and you get a drop of blood out and you put it on your machine. OK, that's fair enough. What I seem to do is hit a vein every time. And every time, for the past five times, I get a fountain of blood. It's only a little fountain, but I, at the moment it happens, I'm like, oh, for goodness sake. Every time I do it in front of John Warren, he goes, ooh, he gets all panicky. All panicky, poor soul. But, uh, anyway, did I see the greatest fiction author of the 21st century signing copies of her latest book on television? I've decided to follow her lead and write my own bestseller. Well, sort of, for some strange reason. J.K. Rowling will not agree to my request to be my ghostwriter, so I'll ask the greatest author of the 21st century to help. I'm referring to Jordan... In case anybody was confused, the lady with a beautiful, monotone voice. Johnny, thank you. Yes, I mean, I just find it absolutely unbelievable that anybody would go and buy a book that's written by somebody else, but because they've put Jordan or Katie Price it, people stupidly seem to believe. I mean, who, who would be thick enough to buy it? She never wrote it. She never did anything. All she did was, I've got this great story about this girl who's very successful. She's quite clearly balmy, isn't she? And, uh, and then she falls in love with her fitness trainer and has an affair with him. Oh, right. Great. <laughs> and that, that's it, is it, dear? Yeah, that's it. Lovely. Uh, Britain's Got Talent sensation Susan Boyle. I'm sorry. I bet she won't be singing live anywhere. She's got no stamina, this woman. I'm telling you, it's just, it's designed to take money off you. It's designed to take money off you. Jamie Oliver is taking healthy eating to a place in America where nearly half the locals are obese. Yeah, but that's what they do in America, don't they? I mean, they have got some of the biggest people in the world. Uh, more on this uh, this Big Brother escapee, the ridiculous Kenneth Tong. What a fool you are, Kenneth. But apparently he's going to be on um, Channel 4 tonight at 10.35. You see, I think if they walk out the Big Brother house, that's it. There should be a clause in the contract that says you appear anywhere and we'll sue you. Because you're just... You didn't win the programme. You're a big girl's blouse. You walked out. You're a waste of space. All right? So stop being so stupid. But I'd love to uh, actually find out more on him. Because there's something about this man. I see the word compulsive and liar falling into, uh, falling into place. Uh, more on Jermaine Jackson. How, how much longer, Jermaine, are you going to drag this story out? I do wish you'd just bugger off, mate, and leave everybody alone. We're not remotely interested. Not interested anymore. We know you're trying to resurrect a career, pal, but it went out years ago. Now shut up. You've done nothing but a disservice. You know, if Michael Jackson is looking down from on high, I can only apologise, Michael, for what an awful family you appear to have. Uh, Daily Mail. Swine flu cases double in weeks. Guess where the most swine flu cases have been, apparently? They've had 250, 247, something like that. Police force. The Metropolitan Police. Have had, you know why? Because everybody's getting we get two weeks off. Uh, <coughs> I think I've got swine flu. Off in two weeks. Bye. And that's it. Unfortunately, we all have to suffer with dreary Selena Scott again. My fury against the ageist BBC bosses. You do wish, don't you, at some time Selena Scott would be told, go away! LBC 97.9
Morning, team. 28 minutes to six. Well, um, surprisingly, Ralph and Sue say you started off today by talking about Meccano at Henley and the shop that used to sell Meccano. The show is... The shop is still going, apparently, and it's called the Henley Gathering. The show... Sorry, not the shop, but the show is still running. And Meccano is still very much alive. And there's something on my-meccano.co.uk. Lord, I have to click onto it just to see what it comes... Oh, my God, Fathers. There is Ralph and Sue's Meccano website. Look at that. I had a Meccano set. Morning, John. Morning, Steve. Look at this. This is Meccano. Well, you look. can't see it. I Traction engine wheels, do you? Yeah, it was brilliant. Look at this. <clears throat> I made some good things in Meccano. I was good at Meccano. I've got the oddest people listening to this show. <laughs> what, people Meccano into Meccano people? Well, I, we never had Meccano. Didn't you? No. Why? I don't know. Why? Didn't they have it in Hong Kong? We didn't. It was too expensive. It was expensive, yes, but My then I was an only made... child. So I had well, that's what your parents told you. <laughs> well, I mean, yes, frankly, I hear you've got four brothers and sisters out there. <laughs> and if you're very lucky, a BBC programme will find them. Well, I hope but they, they do everything. The they actually do everything <clears throat> on this Meccano site. Isn't that funny? That you, you get people writing in going, you know, it's Meccano, it's Meccano. Yeah. You know, and all of a sudden somebody will write in and go, by the way, I go to all the shows. And you think, my God, that's interesting. Well, I mean, they must still sell it then in places like oh, yes, Hamleys. Yes. And it must be a big... Do we... Is it a, it's a British thing, isn't it? We no actually idea. make something. Is it British, Ralph and Sue? Yeah, I want to know. Is it British? It's very, it feels very British. Does it? Well, it does, yeah, because it was something that I had... I was happy with sort of, with just Lego. Yeah, but you said earlier that you only had red and yellow. Red and white. They red and made white. red and white, yes. Yeah, well, I had that. In fact, somewhere at home, I've still got my box of Lego. I used to have a grey... Do you remember the grey boards you used to build them on? Yes. They were grey and they were, you could get an ordinary size one or a big square one. I always wanted one. to build a house, but we never had uh, enough. I, I had can tell you, I tell you about um, Meccano. Mm -hmm. It was invented by Frank Hornby. Now, whether or not that's Hornby Dublo, I don't know. You Might mean the be. train, the people that he does yeah. the trains. Yeah. And uh, he patented his nuts and bolts assembly. He made it um, in Liverpool in a little workshop. And so face... Uh, wait a minute. Based upon its worldwide success, Meccano launched two production sites in Berlin and in France as well. But it was invented by Frank Hornby. In Liverpool? In Liverpool, yeah. Marvelous. Some of the early Meccano sets are really fantastic. I'd love yeah. to get mine. I wish I still had mine. I mean, the amazing thing is that I really loved Meccano. Did you? And yet, I can't put a shelf up to save my life now. No, <laughs> I was very nice. good. Although I did prepare my glasses yesterday when I went to see my mum and dad. She, she had an old pair of glasses and I took a screw out of it and put it into oh, these Oh, that's ones. not easy, is it? No, tiny little thing. Tiny little screws. And I did it. Did it yeah. all, fixed it all. It's I actually bought, they sold before Woolworths collapsed, mainly because the students ran our way thieving from it. They used to sell a little box which had a little screwdriver in it mm. and some little tiny nuts, uh, yeah, little, little bolts screws, and screws, little yeah. screws in there. But I couldn't see them. Blind as a bat, <laughs> I was. I mean, it was hopeless. I mean, trying to see these things. That's why we wear glasses, because we're blind. <laughs> the idea is you put the glasses <laughs> on to find the screws. <laughs> right. <laughs> Do you know what it's they should impossible. have? They should be magnetic, so that when you well, put the some screwdriver of them are, in, you can you magnetise the screwdriver by leaving it stuck to a magnet. That will magnetise the end of it. Yes, absolutely. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And these are little ones. And then people have sent me in since, because we've got a lot of opticians listening, um, little screwdrivers. I think we both got a kit, yeah. didn't we? They're very, very useful. Really nice. But we've got champagne this morning. You know, oh, we we've got champagne. Well, we didn't have it the other week because I we was didn't. ill. And I, yes, you were ill. It's and not I the was biggest off. bottle. Doesn't matter. We don't need a whole bottle. No, well, you haven't got one. <laughs> <laughs> Is it chilled? No. Right. No, it's not chilled. I couldn't be bothered. Mainly because I can't get the last thing out. It comes with sort of. Uh, come here, you stupid thing. It comes with chocolates. Oh, does it? Yeah. That it's quite neat. I quite like the champagne idea. Champagne and chocolates. Yeah, look. 
5.35 in the morning. Oh, that's lovely. It's cute, isn't it? Look at that. Wonderful champagne as well. It is nice. This is, we were sent this uh, by Lanson. And it's champagne and truffles. Lovely. That now I'm I'm, quite a bit of truffle, I'm a bit of a fan of Lanson. Oh, are you? It's one of my champagnes of choice. I'm going to show it, show it to Gary when he comes back with the. But he can't have any. No, the reason I'm showing it to him is because he doesn't get out much. <laughs> this will be a big. He's probably only ever seen stuff like this in shop windows or in, on the movies or on the movies. Yes. Yeah, so I've, I've brought some cups in so we can all have Fantastic. a little bit of champagne. That's good, isn't it? I love it because we will Glass just about... of champagne in the morning. Yeah, which is very nice. So this is their. <clears throat> Their champagne and truffle, but I've never seen it before. I think nice it's quite box, a good, nice gift. I think it's a good idea. It says champagne lancet and champagne gift pack. Fabulous. And that came from uh, from their PR department. I'll, I'll show it to Gary first. And let's just very quickly do some of my texts and emails. Eight four eight five zero Steve at LBC dot co dot uk. Seeing Yuri Geller, the fake tears and the awful acting on the trailer for the ITV program is a mockery. Uh, I just, I just think he sold Michael Jackson down the river. I mean, he really didn't need to do that. He could have had dignity, I'm afraid, and um, and he hasn't. I just, I just don't like it at all. It just really annoys me that people go, my friend Michael Jackson. He wasn't your friend. He was anybody's friend. In fact, you hadn't seen him for years. When you were asked on a TV program when you last spoke to him, you declined to answer. It's called a gravy train. Well, it is, and it's horrible. Everyone's on it. Though. It's horrible. I mean, I'm thinking of, you know, I mean, Michael phoned me uh, just merely hours before he died. Oh, did, did And he? said, uh, Steve, love the show. Uh, looking forward to appearing on In Conversation when I, when I come over here. That would have been marvellous, yeah. wouldn't it? And, of course, you can say anything you like because he's dead. It makes no difference. But his brothers, I hear, are doing um, a tribute concert oh, at the God, O2. How, how dreadful. And then Janet's going to do one as oh, well. Oh, God, even worse. To fill those dates. Yeah. Because they it, won't sell them out. Do you not think no. so? No. The Jackson family are useless. I would think Janet Jackson could fill them out. She hasn't had a hit for ages. Not for a long no, time. But a I think she could still do it. Really? We've got to say good morning to Serge, who was my driver this morning. Oh. He's a big fan of your show. I tried to put him off and showed him a picture of you, but I know, it he nearly work, crashed the it? car. I know. He <laughs> <laughs> crashed the car. I do that for people. <laughs> in fact, today I'm, I'm coming back into town because I'm having, uh, I'm having lunch with my friend Jonathan Levi. Oh, really? Not and Giles today? No, not Giles today. So I should have a... done Giles. So it won't be fish and chips? No, it's not fish and chips. It's going to be something a bit posher with some wine. A lot of wine. Because when you go out with Giles, five you can't bubbles. do... No, it won't be five bottles, because Helena's travelling up for this. Oh, really? Under the guise of, she's in London shopping. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> this, is my, this is my private bank manager, ladies and gentlemen. So she, she's turning up for the freebie lunch. I spoke to her yesterday. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, she said she spoke to We she, had a conversation. I she put said her right to me, off. I'm going to tell you, she, she said she, she hates Christmas mm. because she's single and so yes. she goes away for Christmas. So last year she went to Sharmel the Four Seasons. Fabulous hotel. Practically bankrupted her. Still a fabulous hotel. Still a fabulous hotel. And so this year she said, I want to go somewhere with a bit of sunshine, blah, 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 blah. I'll go to Marrakesh. And I said, I would check, first of all, because a single woman in Marrakesh... Not a good idea. So she checked with John, and you said... I said, don't even think about no. it. Not on your own. Gary okay. could go. Gary would be safe Gary there. would be fine. You'd be safe in Marrakesh. Absolutely fine. Uh, look, we've got champagne and truffles this morning. I'm trying not to... If I open it, I'm worried it might evaporate quite quickly, this <laughs> bottle. <laughs> they don't, well, they're very popular, those small bottles. Aren't they just? People walk around clubs with them with straws in them. They don't, do they? They do. They do. I can't wait to open it. They walk around... Like Rabina, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Little bottles of well, miniature bottles of now. champagne. But no, it, seriously, I would not recommend Marrakesh for a, a single a lady on her own. No. Of, of any Why? Age. Well, for the very simple reason that Marrakesh, it's not like going to a place where you're going to sit around the pool and, and sunbathe and sort of be enclosed in, in a nice five-star or three-star environment. It's a place to go and see and look at things and the souk and, and, and the big town square and, and everything. And 
you would be... It's not... I don't know how to put this without insulting anyone, but it's... Is it it's dangerous? Not, it's not dangerous. No. But it Do men be, leer? It, it could be intimidating. Right, OK. Because there are far more men on the streets than there are women, and a single woman on her own is a target for... Come here with me. You come and buy my carpet. You come and buy my lamp. She doesn't want to buy a carpet. Well, it, but... Why you want to buy a carpet? But you get carried away <laughs> with it. And although our friend Helena, who we love dearly, is quite a strong character, isn't mm. she? She would easily be led into the back of a carpet shop. Not for anything untoward, but to be, oh, OK, then, because... Helena, if you're listening at the moment, <laughs> put your fingers in your ears. La, 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 la. <laughs> You've never been in the back of a carpet shop. I would accept that now. And she has. <laughs> <laughs> she probably has, but we can't talk about it. Yeah. La, 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 She checked them for pile. <laughs> <laughs> Enough already. Uh, on Simon Calder's travel clinic on Sunday afternoon. Getting out of that one quickly. From two till four. Lynn Hughes of Wanderlust magazine. will be telling Simon why she's never happier than when travelling alone. There you go. Except to Marrakesh. Uh, also, sun, sea and salsa, as Cuba commemorates the birth of the revolution. But will you be stepping on board the new flight from Gatwick to Havana? And nine billion pounds later, why some of the trains on the West Coast mainline haven't a hope of running on time. And Simon will be on call to soothe your holiday headaches in the travel clinic on Sunday afternoon from two. I've opened <laughs> up the, uh, the champagne. Look at that. We're just about get enough for, th- for three of it. I've got the cups, don't worry. I, I'm, I'm not stupid. I brought them down. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think I overestimated the size <clears> of the <throat> cup, but there well, you they're go. They're very long. And, and, and the truffles, Gary. I think, well, you better get in quick before they uh, disappear, because we've got... Oh, look at that. There are four truffles in here. There now, we go. I, I won't. You can't. Well, I can't. But I, I shall. But Gary give... and I can. Yes, Gary and you can. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So I thought because we often said on this. Pro... Oh, I don't know how you open these little bottles. I've never done a little bottle before. Do you need used to doing magnums. No, certainly not. But uh, I. Um... Wait a minute. You hold the bottle and turn. I the cork. know how to hold a bottle <coughs> and yeah, turn I... the cork. I've got to get this thing off here because it doesn't have a ring pull, as they say. Well, you just twist it. You just twist it. There's a twisting. Oh top. yes, a twisty top. There oh, you go. Yeah. Oh, See? Tr- Oh. See, nothing wrong with my eyes. Oh, right. No, nothing wrong with your eyes. That's very good. I'm very impressed. And now, is it, is it a proper cork or is this a twisty top? No, that'll be twisting off now. Oh, is it? Twist off. There you go. Oh, it's not even a cork, Gary. Look. No. It's a twisty off. Absolutely oh, perfect. Easy. Oh, that's easy. it. Didn't even go pssst like that. So, Gary, do you Get like a little bit? Look. A little soup There you go. Would you like a, that? There you go. And, mm. a, and, a, and a thing. Actually, I'll give you a little bit more because I know what you like. He works so much better when he's had a few drinks. <laughs> there you go, and you take, take a truffle as well. I red or silver? Oh, no, red or gold, sorry. Red, apparently. <laughs> this is quite nice. Do you know, we often... We, the only reason we actually got this sent in is because John and I did a couple of weeks ago, and we said, wouldn't it be lovely to do, sort of do a programme with, with a glass of champagne? Especially at this time of the morning. And, especially this, and I've never drunk at this time of the morning, intentionally. <laughs> Much. I've been laying down in the gutter Much. with it forced down. Exactly. Look at my nose growing. Pinocchio. Pinocchio. Oh, oh, lovely. Oh, look at the fizz on that. It's fizz, isn't it? And a truffle. Oh, and smell. Smell it. It's beautiful. And a truffle. There you go. I have think a truffle. I have a gold one. It's quite nice. It's quite. This is terribly civilized. It's very festive. Festive. Yes. Oh, festive. Yes. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Ooh. Deck the halls with boughs of holly. La 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 la. There you go. Oh, this is yummy. Do you know, if only other programmes could be as cheerful, ladies and gentlemen, mm. at this time of the morning. They're all talking about swine flu. This will get rid I of any know. swine in your flu. Absolutely. It Actually, my, my cough is a lot better. When you consider what I was like last week, I was chronically bad, I'm afraid. I'm actually getting the same sort of thing. Oh. When, I go, when I lie down like you at night, yeah. I cough for about Nobody 15 minutes. Nobody lies down like me at night, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> what, legs in the air? Steve Allen's <laughs> laid to rest. <laughs> anyway. Uh, oh, actually, it's, it's no uh, Andrew Pierce this morning. It's gone straight to my head. 
Has it? Yes. It's a shame that, actually, because I thought it was heading down to your stomach. But anyway, we'll, we'll risk it the other way around with you. It's Ken Livingston in for breakfast this morning. So he's going to be talking about the bendy buses. I'll be glad to see the back of them, to be honest. There's not as many of them around as there were, are, are there? there? No, I never get on. I've been on one once, from Victoria to Oxford Street. And that was a long journey. I don't like them. They, they worry me. You think they're coming and then they're not. And then there's more of them. Steve Allen laid to rest. Gary says, sounds like a good name for a show. <laughs> yes. Steve Allen laid to rest. It had to be a late night show. Then you really? could doze off. Yeah. yeah. You're right, actually. Drinking champagne first thing in the morning, it's a bit odd, isn't it? You feel a bit, you don't feel quite right. I feel like I'd be taking my clothes off or something. Well, you might at any I'm... moment. I noticed we're both in, in um, crushed linen this morning. Mine more crushed, crushed linen. Mine more crushed than yours. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, this is ironed. But when you when you sit down, it just creases. It drives me mm. mad. It's meant to crease. That's the way it's look. If well, I, I don't I, like it. I've got several pairs of linen trousers, and I once asked somebody who I feel think we we never get through the program. We keep drinking that. Um, He's only had about an inch of <laughs> champagne. No, There's it, nothing in it. I've only been up an hour. Most of it's evaporated. I feel a bit lightheaded <laughs> and a bit slurry as well. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of giggling and not much. That's when start drinking the hand lotion. <laughs> the less you iron them, the better they become. Really? Mm. Oh no, I don't subscribe to that idea. <laughs> I oh, we've got to take a short. I can't imagine you ironing. We've got to stumble through the news. This will be hilarious, won't it? Brace yourselves, ladies and gentlemen. You're not podcasting. <laughs> oh, you don't actually. You don't get the news on the podcast, no, you do don't. you? So there's going to be a gap in your podcast. That'll be lucky. News headlines. Gordon Brown will find out later how he's fared in his first electoral test since the MP's expenses scandal. The results of yesterday's Norwich North by-election is expected at lunchtime. It's hoped the latest monthly car production figures out this morning will show a slowdown in the decline in vehicle manufacturing. And a government scheme to help households cope with the soaring cost of fuel is failing many of the poorest families. MPs say the Warm Front programme, which chips in for the cost of heating and insulating homes, is uneconomical. Check on the state of roads for you this morning. It's Hugh Broom. Thank you very much, Steve. Uh, we'll start with the. Uh... Oh, there you are. Anyway, nice to be company. Welcome to Friday morning. It's Steve Allen's terribly exciting in the history of the English speaking <laughs> world. Very successful early breakfast show on LBC 97.3. Nikki says, I've been to Marrakesh on my own. As long as you have your wits about you, it's just fine. Yeah, yes. But the trouble is, she's easily led into the back of carpet shops. So exactly. There's no point in going over no. there. No, some people can do it. Yeah. There are certain people who are, are very good at it, but not for this particular person. Yes. And that's when you have to judge on that, isn't it, really? Yes. yes. You do have to judge. But there right. are certain areas that you wouldn't go to. I mean, at the moment, I, I wouldn't go anywhere where the Somalian pil- uh, pirates are. No. You seem to be. To... Actually, what amazing. Well, the Kenyan coast. The Ken, yes. You go there to do a bit of a safari. It's sad, isn't it, really? Gold or red. Gold or red. Which one? I'll oh, take the gold. The gold's lovely. Gold's yeah. nice. Well, I'm sure the red's the lovely as well. Hugh. But we'll Hugh's going to have the other one. Take one up for someone else. Well, there's only two. One. No, 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 no. Somebody else can have that. We, we give no, them no, they can have that. <laughs> give <laughs> them the cork <laughs> of the bottle. <laughs> Show them what they're missing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Delia says, for a man to say he can't put a shelf up, he's so wimpy, John. Get your Black & Decker out. Well, I haven't got a Black & Decker. I have got a dad. Which is a That's human black and decker. Best thing, so I my think. dad comes around and does all that. I've those got black sort of and decker. Two. Two black and decker. Two, two black and decker. Have you ever Blue used black it? And decker. Sorry? I have got a, a yes, drill. Yes, I use them all the time. I have got a yeah. drill and I put things up in the garden. I can put a, a thing up for a hanging basket and things like that. Yeah. But I, can't, I couldn't put a shelf up. Oh, God, no. Why? Well, well I, I have done one. them before. I've drilled out the wall, put in the wall plug, screwed in the thing, and then put the wooden shelf on top of it. I've Was done it that. Straight? 
Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. I've got a spirit level. Spirit level, yes. yeah. Good boy. Oh, yeah, I can do stuff like that. See, I'd muck it up. I muck it up. That's what's the thing. And I'm really? not ashamed to admit it. In fact, there's a programme, I watched it, I watched a programme last night called Home on Channel 4. And it's the guy, he goes in and people say, look, we've done all this DIY. But what he does, they give him £100,000 and he redesigns their entire home for them. Oh, is this this strange creature on Channel 4 who's got this new one? He's been, they're trying to hawk him around for ages. Yes, he's quite good. I don't like him. You don't like don't him? I don't like his persona on television. <laughs> just not nice. I don't mind him, don't actually. Like him. He looks a bit creepy. But this cu- couple last night who lived in Barnet, they had been doing so much DIY at home and and it was dreadful. And yeah. they really shouldn't. And yeah. in the end, you just think to yourself, it's better to pay someone to come in and do it. If you're no good That's at it. That's why they go to TV programmes. Can you do this for us? Yes. They must pay something towards it, mustn't they? Yeah, I think so. Well, you get all the expertise, don't you? Yeah, but you, they must give them something towards it. You didn't finish it last night. She'd run out of money. So they were very disappointed that what their ensuite like, was just like a shell. I mean, the house looked lovely. Yeah. But I think what they do is they go out and buy all sorts of fabulous things, like wonderful couches and state-of-the-art... used to do the best one. They, they would come in and somebody would write in, generally sort of people going, oh, you know, my grandmother's not been out for ten years and we'd like to give her a new sitting room, a bathroom. Mm. And they would go in there and put in this top-of-the-range stuff... I mean, really fantastic makeovers with everything. I mean, just beautiful stuff. And all it was was freebies from the manufacturers in term for a, a credit. But, I mean, fantastic makeovers. Really, really good. And then you get this 60-minute makeover, which is a pile of old rubbish. Oh, and also all that, that other programme where Lawrence Weller and Bowen used to go in and oh, do up your living no, room. Oh, we don't like him. And you couldn't wait for him to leave so you could redecorate. Cause he well, we had people a... complaining. But then, you know, my, my argument was on those people who complained. You know, if you don't want a television programme to sort of do it, don't bloody well go to them in the first place. No, because it's only a botch job anyway. Yeah, exactly. It's all done very quickly. The finish is not as good as it uh, <clears throat> could be. In the podcast, says Laurent, we do sometimes get the news, but only when Steve reads it. Oh, so that's, oh, right, so it's... Oh, so you get the bulletins, but not the They get the bulletins, the but they don't get the main on the, the full hour. hour news. Chris says, now that Bill's rolling quiz has gone, maybe you could start your own and call it the roly-poly quiz. <laughs> <laughs> How funny. <laughs> uh, no, we don't do quizzes, thank you very much indeed. Steve says, I'm a steward at Wembley Stadium. The bendy bus is excellent for getting lots of people in quickly. Yeah, it's probably ideal for that. It's absolute waste of space for going around the streets of London. Oh, it doesn't work it's in London. It's just ridiculous. You know, this is a, a busy working capital. These buses are far too big. And the streets far are too, too big. small. The They're streets too small to get them around. It's not designed for them, and you can't overtake them. You get stuck behind them on the. Oh, just drives me mad. And people jump on and off them and don't pay, do they? Because the the, the 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 exit is so far away from the entrance yeah. that the driver can't keep control of who's getting oh, on and off. Crooks in London drives me mad. Uh, Peter says the uh, come dine with me on Wednesday, which you missed. You said it's a repeat with Peter Stringfellow. All oh, right. Oh, is that where his uh, the thing fell apart? He was doing something in the kitchen and something fell apart, I think. Well, did he have a nice place? No, it was a rented place. Oh, they're always rented. They're they always never share their own homes. Yeah, well, I mean, this one was rented, whether or not... Because I thought he lived in a church. He does have a place in Mallorca. Yeah. No, they didn't use that one at all, I'm afraid. Because it made me laugh because Biggins filmed his in a rented place. Yeah, you told me that. I was very disappointed. I like that one yeah, with he Biggins. Did, he didn't actually cook it at all. <laughs> I'm sure he did. Very wise. <laughs> very wise. D says, Champers at 5am. I've done it, but only when I haven't been to bed yet. <laughs> Come in for shampoo. Must be woozy if you've not been up long. <laughs> yeah, well, we've been up an hour. That's what yes, I said. You're assuming we've been to bed. We've been out partying. Yeah, we were in Leicester Square we this are... morning when the pub shut. Do you know, I tell you what, a bunch of low lowlifes there is in Leicester Square in the early hours of the morning. There were a few now when I came oh. in, and I come in sort of with the milk. All up by Piccadilly Circus by some food place. Like, oh, God. And all the illegal minicabs up there. There are a lot. Minicab, minicab, minicab. You crooks. I went to oh, um, Simpsons in the Strand for dinner with two clients on mm, Wednesday night. It's lovely. Posh. It's a lovely, lovely place to go for dinner. You must get a bunkette. 
Sorry? A bunkette. Oh, how lovely. I love bunkettes. <laughs> Very comfortable. I don't think I've got the energy for one now, but, you know... <laughs> you drink it's... any more champagne? <laughs> I've only had about an inch of this stuff, and it's funny the way it affects you, isn't it? I just feel like lying down and going to sleep. Of course you do. And that's an interesting thing, because alcohol has that effect. If you have alcohol at lunchtime, you immediately want to go to sleep, don't you? That's why I have a strict rule. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, but you just Completely keep opposite. going, that's why. If you stop... And then go out into the air, whereas you just sit in restaurants and have five bottles of wine. Yes. Whereas most people have one glass. Oh, do they? Oh. Or two. How novel. <clears throat> <laughs> whereas... It's why do they do that? <laughs> well, why do they stop? Yeah. Because they're sensible and they care about their livers. Calm <laughs> 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 <Palm> yourself. <laughs> um, the, uh, the, the reason that that is is because your body is geared up by the afternoon to rest and the alcohol makes you want to sleep. And then we peak at six... Do you remember I've peaking? I've never peaked at 6. <laughs> yes. At 6pm we peak. Oh, peaked. I thought you said peeped. <laughs> <laughs> at 6pm we peak. Yeah. And then that means that when you have alcohol at 6 o'clock, it has a reverse effect on you. It makes you want to go out and party and, and enjoy yourself. Really? Yes. So always drink Oh, look, there's Joe Parkinson on Sky News. Oh, yes. Looking oh, lovely in green. She does look lovely in green, doesn't yes. she? Yes. She holds a microphone well. Look at bless her. Do you know she does look good in green? I mean, I've, I've been out with Joe Parkinson and... Um, I think we can and, still talk and about survived? It. Sorry, and <laughs> survived. survived the night. Just about. Actually, I was, I was, I was going to mention something very quickly. I was going to mention a couple of things very quickly, which I must do. Firstly, um, Lee said that yesterday Paul was talking about a lot of ad friends requests on Facebook. And he said, be very careful. They're often sent by people trying to hack into your account, pretend to be you, and then cause chaos. So uh, avoid those sort of people. Uh, the other thing is, which I have to mention, and Gary gave it to me earlier. Oh, cracky. And it was a thing about, uh, at around 5.30, Sky uh, having work on the Astra Transpoder. Oh, right. In other words, that Sky TV viewers will not receive a satellite and cable sing- signal for around 30 minutes. So in fact, you should be getting it back. Yes, if you're on Sky, you can't hear this. That's a bit pointless telling you, isn't it, really? I got Sky at home. Well, at least I went through the motions, as they say. I hope so. I can plan to record something, because it won't record, will no, it? it won't record It'll it. It'll stop. Yeah. Sky News bulletins will not be affected, but of course that you know, don't you? Well, well not, knows, as the case may be. Because we're looking at it. Yes. Um, so be very, very careful on, on Facebook. Very, very careful, because lots of people try and hack into your account, and, and then they will sort of... Oh, it'll be... Uh, I don't dreadful. know how they could hack into your account on Facebook. Oh, There's no information know, yeah. on there. I don't let people hack into anything. <clears> They've got no information about your bank accounts or anything. It's just your name and your email. I get a thing. When I switched on yesterday my computer, when I did <clears> turn it on, when I, do, I did something, and it said, um, updates are, re- are needed for your computer. Yes. And I didn't click on it, because I thought there might not have been updates. <laughs> there might have been something else. But you, but you should... you. I mean, on Macs, you always get updates. Oh, yeah? You get this little thing that goes, whoosh, it whirls around the screen. Looks very good on radio, doesn't it? But I did make the noise. But it whirls on the screen, then it pops up, and then you click on it. It says, you have four updates. And then you click on it, and you slightly regret it, because it then... It takes forever. Forever, and then it has to close itself down, then you have to get all your passwords in again and everything. I the thing the other day, twice I've had it now, your computer has recovered from a serious illness. And you think, well, what the dickens is that? <laughs> I don't do anything. I don't know... I know, but you don't have oh, to. Oh, so I didn't shut it down pro- Oh, that's why. Oh, is that why? Yeah. So glad Gary's here to answer all my questions. Have you ever put one of those things like you put uh, your camera in, you know, to put your, take your photographs off your camera? No, I don't put my onto camera your, in. Onto no, your I don't. screen. On other things. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I've never done that. Haven't you? You no. don't, put your, don't take photographs with your camera and then no, put them onto no. your computer? No. Why? What do you do with your photographs? I take them on my phone. Oh, but you don't ever then download no. them onto your computer, no, so they're just saved on the phone. Yes. So the phone gets lost, all your photographs. My gone. phone would never get lost. <clears throat> never get lost. Don't now, mind you. Don't even say that because don't I don't want even to go down say that. Say that don't. because everybody loses yes. their phone. Okay, very quickly uh, with uh, Ken this morning.
the uh, paper reviewer is Claire Algar, who is the chief executive of Reprieve. I don't know what Reprieve is, actually. No, no. Do we know what Reprieve is? Is that, uh, I'm just having a, a, a quick check, actually, on what reprieve... Uh, we'll, we'll find out, actually. And also, are you happy Boris is putting London's bendy buses out of service? And uh, Culvia Ranger says, yes. Christian Woolmer uh, says no. But there again, Christian Woolmer's always going to say no. But, uh, yes, I'm glad that they're out of commission. Absolutely it, out of commission. And it wouldn't be a debate if it wasn't a yes and a no. Bring back the route masters. Yes. I'm Bring back the route masters. Bus conductors. Get, you see, get the... I'm going to drag him... <laughs> Over the weekend, because I think it'll look good in a ginger wig. <laughs> anyway, and um, and I'm going to take him on a... On a because they do a uh, Routemaster from the Strand, and it goes to Tower Hill, mm. and it's ri- it's an old-fashioned London bus. It's, bus, it's the Herod... I'm slurring already, it's dreadful, isn't it? An inch of drunk champagne. all that already. I've been drunk all that already. There was I'm an inch. savouring mine. Most look. of it evaporated by the time it got to my mouth. Doesn't the Heritage lit. Route. <laughs> the Heritage... You see, I liked bus conductors. Yes, but I don't think we can talk about that, John. It's a family programme. Anyway, it's another story and also a court case. So we'll take a short... I used to love bus conductors when they get to the end of the ticket and they go, would you like the end of oh, the I ticket? Oh, I love the end of the ticket. And I used to love that. Yeah. I used to... Th- the, the end of the roll of tickets in their machine and they would go, do you want the end? And they would open up the machine and give you the... And you go, give me the end of the roll. I could do that with my credit card I mean, I never saw it as grooming at the time, but I mean, I promise you, it was, it was an absolute winner. I loved it. Things like that. You see, happy childhood memories, which is what we're offering you this morning on LBC 97.3. No! What? Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. Uh, Don't forget, we'll remind you in the next part of the programme about the Walk for Crones, which takes place this coming Sunday. Lots of you are going to be out there. We'll give you a reminder of that. Uh, Plus, we'll have uh, more ideas for little people, more jobs for little people. This stems from the uh, breakfast item the other day, where uh, there was a man in America saying that taller people got better jobs. It's the biggest part of rubbish you've ever heard in your life. Talk about chip on shoulder. Because there's loads of jobs that little people can do. I mean, for example, I've got three in my pocket at the moment, and very happy they are too, living there as the borrowers. Here comes the news. Morning, team. Eight minutes past six. It's going to be a nice day today. hope it's going to be a nice day anyway. And, uh, well, I can tell. I look out the window, and if it's sunny... Showers it's later. An- Sorry? Showers later. Is it? Yeah, definitely. Oh. Yeah. So I'm not Tomorrow's sure now. I've got to come day. back into town for, for sort of lunch. I don't know whether... I shall bring my little umbrella, I think, okay. just in case... I want to get drenched. Think, like, wait, wait, what about yes. the, the um, umbrella you bought in Paris? Have you used that? Yes, yes, it's in the back of the car at the moment. Very beautiful. It is very was, beautiful. Although they now sell them over here, I've noticed. Yes, I know, but you had the original one yeah. from Paris. Which lights up inside, the handle lights up. Uh, is it true Anne Whittacombe has a slot on LBC for two weeks? She certainly does. She's standing in for James O'Brien. That'll be interesting, what the uh, what the witty has to say. She has been on before, hasn't she? Uh a long time ago. I don't think she's done a programme before, has she? Or oh, she might she have has. done, yes. I yes. think she shared for a little while. Yes, yes, definitely. OK, listen, let me quickly whiz through some of the stories in the papers and we'll, we'll canvas your thoughts on them uh, and we'll find out what you think. First of all, oh dear, a third of men under 40 still live at Hotel Mum. That doesn't surprise me. So there you go. I mean, and why not? And why not? What's wrong with mum, that? mum cooks. Does that include people under 16 as well? And what about, what about women? Why men? What about women? Well, I think it's true that men do it because they go, listen, men men don't leave, you know, and mum does washing and mum does this and the cooking and everything else. And sometimes mum doesn't want them to go. Ah, very often mum doesn't want them to go. Because mum thinks, oh, my little baby, he's 47, pushing out the door. You're always the baby. You're always the baby. Yeah. And and also, there's no place like home, is there? And mum makes that home. And it's easy. 
It's easier to stay at home. There's a, a couple uh, who uh, who stole a yacht, apparently starved to death after it was damaged in a storm. Not the first time this thieving pair had uh, had stolen a yacht, I'm afraid. The uh, Peter Clark was jailed for fraud. Sharon Arthur's Shagini was another fraudster. And they hadn't eaten for four weeks. They just uh, they nicked this yacht and embarked on a champagne and cocaine lifestyle. And uh, dead now. Dead. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's quite interesting. You just that, that story you did a moment ago about mums and their sons. Yeah. There's a there was a, an article last night in last night's Standard about um, uh, Mitchell Johnson and his girlfriend. And Mitchell Johnson is an Australian cricketer, mm. and his mum and him have had a terrible, terrible row because she said your girlfriend has kidnapped you from me. And you see, that's yes, a you whole get thing. that a lot. I've seen that before. <clears throat> mums don't like yeah. it. You know, <clears throat> excuse me. I think the champagne got cool. Um, the thing is that the that mums are very protective of their sons. Yes. And dads. Nobody's ever good enough. No. Whoever you bring home mm. is never, ever good enough. Well, talking about not good enough, there's a case in the paper today which has made my blood boil to possibly, you know, you get certain stories that you read in the paper. This is the story of a married Muslim woman. Oh, I know this Okay. Uh, what's happened is uh, she is suspected of having an affair. Mm. The man, who it is claimed had the affair with her, is fighting for his life after a masked gang stabbed him twice, held his mouth open and his tongue down, and mm. poured sulfuric acid down his throat. OK, you're getting the drift of this. The attack was allegedly carried out because the woman's family believed she was having an affair with him. She's denied having the relationship. This is a Pakistani family. What is even more horrendous is that this man here, uh, his, his tongue has been destroyed by the acid because they held it down. He's got 50% burns to his body. Uh, he was beaten with, uh, with bricks. An ambulance worker said, I'm surprised he's still alive. Uh, what is even more amazing is that this married Muslim woman has been warned her life is in danger. And she said, no, I don't think it is. Well, I'm telling you now, love, based on, uh, on other stories we've read in the papers, your life is almost certainly in danger. If your family have paid for somebody to be beaten up like this, then, I mean, these people must be sick. But what's even worse, community leader... Imtiaz Kadir of the Active Change Foundation says, on a crime, because that's what they call it, on a crime, everybody else just calls it murder, on a crime happens a lot in our community, especially the Pakistani community, but we try to educate the people. You're quite clearly not doing your job, mate, are you? Quite clearly. If people go out there, because somebody, I mean, oh dear, I mean, this is just disgusting. It, it is just a 19-year-old really. and a 25-year-old have been arrested in connection with this. Yes, a 19-year-old. And a the, re the report oh. that I saw, which was on the news late last night, said that they, they had just been friends, these two. But they're a very, very religious family. And apparently... The what's one, that got to do with it? And they're it, quite clearly disgusting. Yes, I mean, they, Disgu they're so the religious killings. that they would kill someone. Oh, it just makes me sick. Under the guise of religion... You know, under the guise of, we're a very religious family. I mean, I've heard people talking on LBC before about, uh, you can't be friends. Is it possible to actually be friends with somebody of the opposite sex without sex? Of course it is. Don't be so stupid, unless you're completely naive. Yeah. But the other thing is, that there isn't a religion in the world that doesn't have a rule, thou shalt not kill. It's not a, a, a thing for just one religion. But it's this all isn't religions. just killing. These, these people have been out... It's got an honour killing, ..and deliberately it? maimed this man... Mm. Without any evidence whatsoever. Well, I tell you, if they were in Pakistan, they'd be strung up by now, I'm assuming. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just absolutely unbelievable. And here in this country, in Walthamstow and around it, this goes on. And that somebody from the community goes, we know honour killing goes on.
Yes. I've heard of women. Openly. I've seen women on the television who have openly talked about their fat, and you think, what sort of families do you cut? You're better off without them. They're quite away. clearly degenerate murderers. <clears throat> In fact, there was a case uh, just two or three weeks ago <sighs> where two uh, people from different families were uh, were going out together, oh. and they killed themselves because they knew oh. that the families didn't approve, and they actually made a death pact together. Do you not remember? Young, young Was family. it in Iran or somewhere like that where two people from two different tribes, for want of a better description, fell in love and had a relationship. She was taken out and stoned to death and mm. he was hanged. Yes. Because they happened to fall in love. Yes. Dear God, you're living in archaic times. The most natural thing like in the world. Romeo and Juliet, isn't it? It is. All it's, over again. You can't, you can't uh, help who you fall in love with, whether you're married or single or whatever it is, but by God, these people who go around and burn their tongues out, yeah, well, I want the same treatment to happen to them if they're found guilty. Apparently he's got 90% burn. 90% burn. Oh, it's just burns, disgusting. And probably not the, the only one. He's probably better off dead, actually. More on Selena Scott. The boss of the BBC was once the office boy who served my cornflakes. Now he's turning women my age into outcasts. Is that all Selena Scott does nowadays? Complain about age? Go back to knitting socks, dear. You're very boring. <laughs> we've, we've had enough of it. We don't, she, nobody's interested in age. Doesn't you she know, live in Scotland on an island? Oh, I wish she did. Please, God. All she made a living out on television, and we all remember that toe-curlingly embarrassing Prince Andrew interview when she stood in for Wogan, where we all threw ourselves behind the settee going, oh, stop it. It was just tacky. Flirt, 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 flirt. A crap interview at the best of times, I'm afraid. But, I mean, all this dreariness about age. We know it goes on, Selena, but shut up, for God's sake. Do us a favour. <laughs> News headlines, Matthew Schofield. A pregnant woman critically ill with swine flu has been flown. Don't forget, Ken Livingston is with you this morning for breakfast. No doubt you'll all be there phoning for that one this morning. They're going to talk about bendy buses. They're going to be talking about all sorts of things which, uh, which will affect you. Uh, they're going to be talking about swine flu. Would you take Tamiflu? The answer is probably yes. The congestion charge, is it worth it? Well, I think so. I mean, it hasn't made any difference to the London traffic because I, I come in all the time. It's made no difference to the amount of traffic in London because people pay it and they, you know, <clears throat> and you just have to... I was thinking today, shall I bring the car in? Well, mm. A, it's going to cost me about 12 quid to park. It's going to cost me £8 for bringing in. Is it worth it? Can I afford it? Yes. Shall I get the train? Yes, I'll get the train. And that's what it does. Yeah. That's exactly what yeah, it does. Yeah, but still thousands it of makes... people. If I, had, if I was going to do a load of shopping <clears throat> in town, then I would... I'd, I'd bring the car in. I wouldn't really... I, I don't think, oh, I can't afford to do that because I just cut back on something else. You just buy less in the shops. Just buy less in the shops. Which is what the shops are complaining about. Yeah. Because people can't come in because well, they Maribone think... Well, High Street... Which, which disaster. Lots of the small places yeah. are. I'm not sure Sure, it has changed the amount of traffic. They no, should, it hasn't changed. They should pedestrianise no. uh, Oxford Street. Because that's very successful when they do Somebody that. always said once that you have these things at the back of the standard... Uh, what would what would you do? What would you advise a tourist in London to do? Most people have said avoid Oxford Street yeah. because it is, without a shadow of a doubt, a dump, an absolute dump of cheap, ghastly little shops selling rubbish, absolute uh, rubbish. But only the Tottenham Court Road end. Once you go up oh, to the well, Oxford Street, it's much Road better. Me. I'm sorry, much really better wouldn't. at the Marble Arch you end. Know what of I hate about Street. Tottenham Court Road. When I was younger, I was always interested in electrical equipment and this and that, and Tottenham mm. Court Road always had it in. And then I discovered they've got no prices on anything. You've got to go in and start <clears> haggling <throat> with people, and you're never sure if it's kosher or whatever. So I don't... That's why I don't go there. 
I don't. I avoid it like the plague. I wouldn't buy anything electric. If I wanted to buy something electrical, I'd go to John Lewis. John Lewis. I'd buy from Amazon. I'd buy from Selfridges. I'd buy from. A re- I wouldn't go to some little place in Tottenham Court Road. Sorry, but, but I, I wouldn't. I did buy my first television. I think from Lasky's. Do you remember Lasky's? Oh, I remember Lasky's. You liked Lasky's, yes, didn't Lasky's, you? Yes. They always had the biggest televisions yes. and the most up-to-date technology, and they you were just, people great just go shop. And stand in these shops and look at this equipment. Yeah, I used to all in but the I window. Don't buy unless I see a price. I'm afraid. Reprieve, incidentally, we were trying to find out what Reprieve did. Oh, yes. That's the uh, paper review this morning, Claire. Uh, and Reprieve looks after prisoners and people on death row. Oh, OK. So Guantanamo Bay. Yes, Guantanamo like Bay and all that. I must stuff. mention very quickly, because uh, it's very important, this uh, charity walk for Crohn's mm-hmm. takes place this coming Sunday. Uh, they've got a, a website. It's www.4crohn's.org. And Crohn's is C-R-O-H-N-S. The online registration for this 10-kilometre walk is £10. And uh, if you register on the day, it's 15 But for that, you get T-shirt, lunch, soft drinks, tea and entertainment. Uh, they've got all sorts of people there. Uh, Duncan James from Blue, Les Ferdinand. All sorts of people are going to turn up. So if you want to do it, it's Hyde Park. And that's going to be on Sunday which is this Sunday, the 26th, and uh, well done to Paige. Good luck in advance, Paige. You'll do it nice and easy, and I hope you have a, a nice walk. And, in fact, the entire Rose family are very grateful. Just how grateful, Mark, we'll find out later. Because you know that Daryl's gone off for the weekend to Brighton. Really? Because his, his uh, youngest broke her arm at a, a bouncy castle kind of thing. What, Scarlet? S- no, Liliana. Ro- Liliana. Liliana broke her arm. Oh. So they've decided to go down to Brighton for the, uh, for the weekend, I think. And uh, hello to Chantelle and April. They're Amanda's sisters for all the help and support. And also remind Marilyn and Michael to participate in the walking as it will help burn off a few calories. Okay, so we, good luck for that. We like to burn a few calories. So in the meantime, uh, if you are able to attend, Mum and Dad will be sitting right by the food. <laughs> there's, a, there's a surprise, eh, Mark? There's a surprise. So lots of love to Mark, Paige, Amanda, Georgia and Scott. And they're going to uh, raise a lot of money, of course. Yeah, I hope so. A lot of people, nobody talks about Crohn's. We didn't talk about it for ages because we never knew what it was. I've got a friend who's got Crohn's disease. Yeah. Yeah. Paige Kirsch. is only young. Yeah, lots young. of people have it. It's very, very... Yeah. It's, a, it, you, it's an intolerance to things, isn't it? So it isn't, isn't it part of an intolerance to something? No, it's a... Uh, oh, it's... Yes, yes. It's, a, it's an unpleasant... When you need to go, you've got to go, as they Absolutely. say. You've got to go, and yes. And it's not that easy, because some people say, you know, you've, you've got to go. It's, and so it must be difficult. And it changes the way, your way of life. Yes, it does completely. But uh, they cope with it, so well done. <clears throat> well done. Good luck to all of you on Sunday. Okay. We'll be thinking of you. Uh, Noreen says, listening to you talking about Val Dunican. Love Val Dunican. Love Val Dunican. I'm sorry, I can't stop singing the songs. I'm going to have to download them today. Sorry? Didn't he wear cardigans? He did, yeah. Yes, and sat in a chair. He was a very comforting person, isn't he? Oh, he was nice. Nice. Still is. She says, many years ago, probably in the mid-60s, my mum did loads of charity work. She went to see Val reopening a fate, and to her amazement was invited in for tea. He was wonderful. She said, I thought he'd have a servant, but he didn't have. And happy birthday to Diane in Elstree. So many happy returns of the day. Very, very happy birthday. There's a wonderful picture. In fact, this is yesterday's paper, but I'm sorry to bring oh. this one up. I know we should be doing daily the day, stories of the day. But there's a great picture that was in yesterday because they, they had an eclipse. Yes, I know. In the east. But th- this particular town in China, uh, Chongying in southwest Not China. Not Chongying. 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 <laughs> as opposed to Qingyong, uh, a street. <laughs> but they had to put the lights on. And it, there's the most incredible picture of the eclipse in, yeah. high in the sky. 
and the city in darkness, and they've put the streetlights on, and that was nine o'clock in the morning. Good Lord. Absolutely amazing. I love things like that. Uh, Mike in Australia says, thank you to John for recommending the latest Torchwood. Watched it, and it was, well, he says reverting, but I'm assuming it means riveting. A bit difficult to tell, actually. I love that Torchwood. Love in fact, that I spoke it. to some of the people who work on it, and that, you know, it's kind of... The, Thanks, did, did you watch Torchwood, Gary? Yes. It was excellent. For, uh, it was on every night for five nights, mm. and it was very, very good. A bit sort of unnerving at the end, because he was a bit unpleasant, old Captain I found Jack. life a bit unnerving. But, but I think they'll do another, another series, because it was so popular mm. that they will, they'll have to do another series. Anyway, the BBC should be making programmes like that, and not a lot of some of the nonsense that they yearn out. Okay. Uh, Frank Hornby says, Ivan... Uh, was an English inventor, businessman and politician, a visionary in toy development and manufacturer, produced three of the most popular lines of toys, Meccano, Hornby Model Railways and Dinky Toys. Oh, Thank you. Dinky Toys. i tell you what I looked at the other day. David Dimbleby, I think it is, has got a programme, it must be an old one now, about Britain. Mm. And it goes round. How and... We Built Britain. Oh. Best programme on television. God, isn't it fantastic. I bought the set. Oh, I've got to, I've got to order it today. Order it. It's Br- I've got mine from Amazon. it's got Jan Hunt in it doing a bit about one of the original old musicals, <clears> which is up, I think, in Leeds, and it's not Perhaps it wasn't like Huddersfield, somewhere like that. Anyway, it wasn't City Varieties. But it's got these fantastic buildings, which were oh. built as... You know, one of them is now a hotel, but it was built as a shop. And it cost £900,000 in the days when it was unheard. Oh, just beautiful, beautiful stuff. And fantastic. All different parts. And you should see the one where they talk about the canals. Yeah. How we built the canals. And how this complex form of canals um, just... It, it, Suddenly, you could pick something up in Liverpool and have it in London oh, the I next know. day. <laughs> you do that all the time, of <laughs> I've course. Been, done that for years. You just use Virgin Trains now, yeah. but they used to do it on water. Yeah, Wilson's musical we haven't been to, but we have talked about it because it's the last surviving musical in London. It's beautiful. They use it for. They've had some venue, some events there. I know. And when they've had, oh, when they've had some open days at Wilson's, we've always publicised them on the program because we love stuff. We're, we're big into history, very big. And Gary says, "Don't drink." Champagne full of fertilizer and flavorings, but it tastes fantastic. Sounds fabulous. That's all we can tell you. Uh, champagne started to work very nicely. What a lovely breakfast, says Mark in Slough. You poor soul. I'm so sorry you're in Slough, actually. Champagne and truffles. Bring bombs, rain on Slough. Who said that? The poet laureate, I believe. <laughs> and everybody went, Well, I can't believe it. And then you go to Slough, and the only thing it's famous for is, um, is, what? is the Mars factory. Oh, yes, yeah. which smells and dreadful. The office. The office. Uh, 84850, Lawrence says, that there was a case a year or two ago when two young teenage boys were hanged because they were suspected of being gay. They were gay. And they hanged them. Yes. We- one was 15 and one was 16. And in Iran, it's illegal. So they took them out and hanged them. We've mentioned them on the programme before. A most disgusting group of people who did things like that. I mean, it was just, you just can't believe that people could ever do that. In I'm this just- day and age. But of course, it used to be like that here. Yeah. People would be thrown just, into but prison. This, but this is in this day and age. And this is... And you think to yourself, they didn't, they didn't choose, they didn't, you know, you don't sort of think, oh, I'll tell you what, I think I'll be gay. Today I'll be gay, tomorrow I'll be a buttercup. <laughs> you know, it just doesn't work like that at all. Do you remember buttercups and you used to put them under your chin? Under your chin, so if you like butter. Yeah. Do you remember that? And you'd have a little yellow, it used to go yellow, didn't it? You'd because get, you'd it get reflected reflection. because it was yellow. Yeah. What was the clue there? We're going to put this under your chin. What we used to do with daisies. Did you ever make daisies? Oh, here we go. This is Daisy thing. chains? Daisy chains. Yes. This is where you used to get the daisy. And in those days, we had nails. And you'd make a little indentation in the bottom of the stem and thread the other daisy through it. Mm. And then you'd, and you could make them really... <laughs> Sounds very a girly. girly thing at all, it's very Gary. girly, Gary. Is that girly? <laughs> oh, it's very girly. It's almost as girly oh, as me not being things. able to put up a, up a shelf. <laughs> yeah, but that is girly. I mean, I don't not think, that girly. I don't think daisy chains are girly. Are very, they? very girly. Oh, are they? Oh, right. Did you? I would have thought you would have sat in the in a beautiful field of 
gorgeous fresh cut grass and done um he loves me she loves me he loves me not she loves me not confused no no i bet didn't. you did i bet yeah. you pulled the petals Gary off a rose. the only time i've allowed someone to make me a daisy chain was a girl <laughs> well if you've been in my field i'd have made the daisy chain we used to do that oh well just me again and we also used to have this other stuff which was you'd break it off and it would stick to your clothing it, it would seem to have little sticky bits on it yes meanwhile the rest of us were playing with our meccano well, I wasn't. I was making days. <laughs> yes. Very I'll worrying. What, I'll, I'll go out now and get run over by a double-decker bus <laughs> or something. I'm wasting my time here. A bendy I'm bus. I'm just trying to be honest. All right, a bendy bus. OK, listen, we'll take a very short um, break. Other side of the news. We'll have the sports news today. What if Phil Blacker made daisy chains? Everybody made daisy You were little children. We didn't, you didn't worry about sexuality and stuff like that. It's only now we worry. LBC 97. So gel, gel, so I just sneezed. Actually, I sat in the car this morning. You know when you're sitting in a car coming in and you sneeze, and I'm always totally convinced the driver's thinking, <laughs> he's got swine flu. <laughs> I'm totally convinced. So I try and sneeze, you know, looking down, and then pretend <laughs> I'm asleep. <laughs> so much easier. Anyway, so what injury have you got, Phil? I think it's my right calf. Is, what uh, have you done to it? I got cramp very badly in the uh, training session yesterday. How do you get cramp in your calf? Oh, you do. That's very That's painful. Yeah. It's severe. It's like a needle going into yeah. it. I've and never known pain like it. Is that, like the, it? Is that the, back, the back of your leg? The back mm. fleshy Of the bit. lower leg, yeah. Fleshy. Oh, the lower leg. Oh, right. yeah. Mine's not fleshy. I'm sure Phil's isn't fleshy. They're quite hard, your calves. Really? <laughs> no, no. Full Mine's of actually quite fleshy. Mm. <laughs> that's because you made daisy chains and didn't oh, do your exercise. Oh, that's right. Pick on me because I made daisy chains. <laughs> true. It was nothing the matter. It's Everybody true. made daisy chains. You sat chains. cross-legged and didn't firm your calves okay, up. Okay, I did sit cross-legged, okay? And I wore sandals with socks. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't care. So anyway, so, you, so you, you've done an injury, so that, that, mm. that precludes well, you from doing it, it. Well, for a couple of days. It was very any excuse, painful. Any excuse for the weekend. We're at Friday. Okay, <laughs> drinking tonight, <laughs> drinking Saturday. I've got, got an, an injury. injury. Nicely tired. Have you done anything? Have you sprayed anything on it? No, I was treated for it at the time. Oh, were you? Um, well, the whole leg was shaking. It With was, cramp? Was, yeah. Oh, Lord. Yeah, it was, I've never known pain like it. For, uh, it didn't last that you long. You actually get back pain, I'll tell you. You won't hear anything mm, like that. But your back pain or, or, a, or a tooth abscess. But, oh, that's You want to know what or pain earache. is? I've never earache. had earache. Oh, earache's horrendous. Oh. Absolutely horrendous. But calves can... The, the, it's like drugs. <laughs> it lasts for a long time afterwards, and you... Yeah. You can't... It goes on for hours, the pain. Yeah. Even though it stops. The severity of it stops. something in it, or it's like an embrication. Well, I no. don't know. I, I didn't. You can't. No. There's nothing... Yeah. It just... It's a muscle. Really? Yeah. I've got a muscle relaxant at home. Declofenic. It's a mus... What? <laughs> it's a muscle relaxant. That's the sort of people... Oh, all right, let's move on, shall we? Anyway. <laughs> going to talk about white wine. <laughs> I wish, I wish I'd not bothered this morning, lady. I could have stayed in bed, and I could have been so much happier. Me and Teddy <laughs> made daisy chains daisy together. Chain. Anyway, uh, Alex says, I hope Mr Warrington enjoyed his night out last he week. He certainly did. Didn't get too wet. Got lost all my money. Nightmare for us getting home, and we had a car. He was walking. <laughs> yeah, I was walking. And have you ever been walked across Epsom Downs? I have, yeah. In a fantastic grey linen suit. <laughs> I look sensational when I arrived. Yeah, unfortunately. Unfortunately, on the way back. Bag lady. The last race, <laughs> I'd lost all my money, by the way. Oh, had you? The lot. Everything. The lot. I had nothing. That's why I was walking home. We all get paid today. That's why there's happy faces around oh, really? here. Everybody always looks happy Good. on the Friday. That's hopeful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, it was a great night out. And I had to say, anybody thinking about going to... Have you ever been to one of these night meetings? Uh, occasionally, yeah. Not for a while. But They're very yeah. good. Yeah, they are. I was a bit concerned about the act, which was the Saturdays, and Alicia Dixon, yeah. who must have been singing to the horses, because everyone <laughs> left because of the rain. <laughs> the, the last race finished. It went, just started on the last race. They went through it. Yeah. And then the heavens opened. The sky went completely black. And it was like midnight. 
even though it was only 8.30. And, of course, they were due to perform, but everybody left, and, I mean, you just wanted to get so away. So Alicia Dixon was singing mm. to nobody? Oh, I don't think she even went on. It would have been dangerous. What a there shame. Was... <laughs> don't be <laughs> cruel. Anyway, anyway it was a fantastic night. And I got a picture of Alex for you. Oh, did you? I did, you? I did yeah. Oh, right, here we go. This is it. <laughs> this is it. Well, do your Brace racing tips, because I've got to find it. All right, but should we do this? Uh, so, Interact, uh, for Alex was a non-runner. I was it. Yeah, you're Merry Diva third. Mm. You like the third position, don't you? And I should have gone each way on that because I didn't realise at the time <laughs> it was quite a long odds. I think it was about eleven to one. Yeah, so, so you could have would have had a touch. Yep. Yeah. So he's got thirty nine pound eighty five in the red. You've got thirty three pound seventy four. Today we're off to Ascot for the three fifty strawberry daiquiri. Strawberry daiquiri win only. Okay, I've got to go to York really with it being my local track. Absolutely. Uh, seven o'clock tonight. Iron Velvet. Iron Velvet. Mm. Okay, so Iron Velvet in uh, York, and um, we've got the three fifty Ascot Strawberry Daiquiri. We'll put them up on the uh, website. <coughs> Can we die to see this picture? Show me quickly. Ready? Yeah. I hope. Here we go. Dear God in heaven, I mean, it's it's <laughs> it's, it's a wanted picture, ladies and gentlemen. Is that what he looks like? No, it's a completely different person. Is that him? <laughs> looks like. He's wearing fake tan, isn't he? <laughs> You look fantastic. You ready for this? Go on. <laughs> see? Nobody looks anything like you no. think they're going to look. You Not see, I thought he'd have more hair. Well, I thought he'd have a lot more hair. People say that about you. But I have got a lot more hair. It's just you can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> it's all over my stomach. <laughs> oh. Too much yeah, information. Exactly. Yes, no I'm sorry about that. For you. No more champagne. We had champagne over here. <laughs> yeah, so I heard. Yeah. I know. Uh, so that's, that's what Alex looks like. Actually, mm. he's, got, he's got a kind face, hasn't he? Very kind. And he had a wonderful position. He, they got uh, there his own little bench, and he was there with his, really? uh, uh, his lady friend and two other friends, and they were, they were, doing, they were, they were doing very well, I might say. What, money-wise? Right. Oh, yes. Well, doesn't be working here, does it? <laughs> I said to him, I said, you want to get some of that luck into the studio? Because <laughs> you're... It's not happening, No, they were it? doing very well. But oh, it was a great... Them. It was a really good night. I really, really enjoyed myself. Good. Had fun. Well, you enjoy drinking... Sorry, uh, recuperating <laughs> uh, tonight. I shall try. And we shall see you on Monday. Indeed. Yeah, yeah. so good luck with that. You've got to be careful. I know. Well, you, you I'm sure you can get somewhere. a spray. I'm sure somewhere. you can get some of this heat and cold stuff or something to put on mm, deep heat or something like that. No. Apparently, apparently you know, it's because of the early starts. It, really? It has the effect on the body. Is it a bit like a deep the, vein the thrombosis? The cramp is, is the body saying it's had enough. Oh, right. I well, thought it was... I'll tell you what, tomorrow a, have a lie-in. I think I will. Yeah. Lack of salt? It, partly, as well. It's lack salt. of salt? Salt, yes. Create cramps and lack of salt. Like a little Kit Kat. That doesn't contain salt. I just had one, actually. Oh, have you? That's sugar. Sorry? A sugar. I know. Disgusting. What you want? <laughs> a big plate of chips. Have some, have some fish salt. and chips. That'd yeah. be nice. Yeah. Fish and chips. That would be, be nice. All right, Phil, have a nice weekend. Thank you. And you? Phil will be back uh, later on when Ken Livingston joins you for breakfast this morning. Twickenham is being invaded today. Bye. Uh, Corin and Tony and Jan and <clears> Peter. <throat> They're giving them the guided tour of the, twi- of the Steve Allen haunts. So be warned. They enjoyed what they saw of Twickenham so much when you switched on the Christmas lights. They want to have a good look around in the daylight. I think you should do a Steve Allen Twickenham walk. Well, I suggest, I mean, if you start at the station, you go past the chemist, Goods, which is where I get my prescription, and <laughs> then you go all the way down. I have used the bank machine in the, in the bank on the corner. Yeah, you need to go to Water Lane, because uh, Michael the hairdresser will be in there, and probably his dad and Marius and everybody else. If you nip down Church Street, you can go to the Fox, have a word with Tom in the Fox. The pub? Uh, the pub. Right. Oldest pub. Oh, one of the oldest pubs. Go down onto the riverbank, go to the Barmy Arms, have a word with Alec and Hillary. Uh, come back up, you can do... Uh, where else can you do? You can do Mr Modi, mm-hmm. and you can do Marks and Spencers. You can have a look at the Christmas trees above the fish and chip shop. Uh, not above the fish and chip, above the fish shop. They've still got Christmas trees up. 
Yes. In yes, July. They don't have them lit, but they, they do right. have the trees up. <laughs> so, but you could do this walk. I think you should do it once a month. It could be the Steve Allen walk, and everyone would arrive. Yeah. Bring the whole of Twickenham to a standstill. Yeah. If you'd have about but if you walk people. past the Barmy Arms, uh, on your right-hand side, just as you go past there, ask if, if you bump into Alec or Hillary, ask them about the film and what used to be the cottages there, and then go into the little council park and see that huge big fountain. That's quite good. Walk all the way down. You can do the river walk to Richmond. It's very nice. So you enjoy it. They say uh, Des O'Connor was excellent with you last Sunday. Mm. If you haven't downloaded everybody, podcast it. It's worth I'm going it. to. Definitely yeah. worth it. It's this good. week it's Brian Connolly. Brian Connolly's in Which conversation. Also be fantastic. Mm. Unfortunately, when you're there, Corin and Tony, and give my love to Jan and Peter, I'm going to be in London. <laughs> Typical, isn't it? I wouldn't normally be. <clears throat> I'd be going out for lunch with uh, with Michael, but we're. Uh, but you'll be there in spirit. I'll be there in spirit. Definitely. Uh, I'm so happy, says Mary, that Boris is getting rid of the bendy buses because you can never get a seat. Nobody bothers to pay on them. They're rife with pickpockets. The seating positions are a joke. You're either facing weirdos or travelling backwards. Yes, that's true. So there you go. I mean, I agree. All this travelling backwards rubbish, it's just ridiculous. People don't like it. I used to travel... Uh, the yeah. RAF always travel backwards on their aeroplanes. Yeah. And the British, the British Airways used to have a, a plane called a Trident years ago. Oh, yes, and you I sat remember. backwards. Yes. Amazing. Uh, Steve, the music hall is called Thorntons in Leeds. It's the only one left. And by the way, do you know how to get rid of hiccups? Apparently, a brown paper bag. Uh, or, 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 ready? Boo! Thank you. <laughs> no, probably not. News headlines, Matthew Schofield. Bendy buses will start disappearing from London Street. Well, there you are. It's uh, 11 and a half minutes to seven. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. Actually, I bought a... CD the other day, and I only wanted it because it's got a great song on there that you need to check out on iTunes. It's a very, very old song. Mm. It's taken from uh, Ivan Novello's The Dancing Years. I think it was The Dancing Years, either that or King's, King's Rhapsody. And it's a song called uh, Rose of England. Actually, I think it was taken from Crest of the Wave. If you haven't heard it, you, I know it <laughs> how sounds... Many pla- how many places has it been taken from? I don't know, but it, it's called Rose of England, and it's, uh, it's an old... So, but it, it could be our national anthem. It's absolutely everything you want to hear about England. It's really, you know... I mean, it's like Jerusalem. Of, Rose of England. It goes, Rose of England, da, 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 da. We like that. It's, it's really... I promise you, it's really, really good. I think we need a new national anthem. In fact, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. On, on Sunday, I'm going to play a bit of it. Are you? And you're all going to be going, that could be our national anthem. No, it's not English Rose by the Jam. That sounds That's nice good. as well. Not as good as Rose of England by the Mike Sam Singers with the New World Show Orchestra. Anyway, food and drink with Bill Buckley, Sunday afternoon. This week, joined by Annabelle Carmel, who will be giving you tips on how to keep the children occupied in the kitchen over the summer. I was thinking a bit of night nurse in the last <laughs> feed always keeps them fairly quiet. Uh, Put the gas of... on full. Exactly. <laughs> Stand yes. there. Today we're doing... Do you know, we used to love it as kids. We used to... My mum was... Get... Today we're doing cooking in the kitchen. I go, I can't be doing daisy chains. <laughs> and uh, a load of you have written in saying you also... The daisy chains. Oh, yes. Thank you. But the they're girls. Of... They weren't girls. In. I've got cab drive. Oh, they're girls. All right. <laughs> they're girls. Tiffany Goodall, author of the student cookbook, will explain how students can extend their culinary repertoire beyond beans on toast and pot noodle. I thought we'd moved on from students doing that. Most of them are quite good. Oh, yeah, they are. They really La- are. Some of them are quite lazy, though. They don't. Look, yeah, but I... they're actually the drunks. So all that and more with Bill from four this Sunday afternoon. I want to know why the front of every newspaper that you pick up mm. has got some celebrity... Who's either smacked someone in a pub, yeah. who's thrown, uh, uh, knocked someone out at the backstage of a concert, uh, or hit Jude Law now is on the front of the Evening oh, Standard last night. Ridiculous. All of them. Amy Winehouse, Stephen Gerrard and Jude Law. Do all in the people paper. People go out there deliberately to upset 
a, uh, a celebrity so they can get a picture. Because the Jude Law one, they seem to have a whole series of pictures from this woman who's quite clearly a bit of a, you know, she's, uh... You know, just she's just well, she's a photographer. I know she's a pap, a pap as they say. Yeah, but you know, I mean, they do, and I, I think if you've, I mean, it, obviously this was after his performance in Hamlet. You know, you come out, you've been to work all day, and suddenly you've got someone sticking their camera in your face. It's not surprised that yeah, they, I'm not they surprised. have a go. I, I agree as well. <clears throat> do you remember, says D? Daisy chains were lovely. Do you remember a blade of blade of grass in between your hands, to make it whistle? Oh yeah. You got a blade of grass, and you go, <sighs> and it would go <sighs> like that. Yeah. In fact, if we had a blade of grass, I'd do it now. And, in fact, do you remember dandelions used to get them, used to go, <sighs> and then they always used to go. Oh, you could that was telling the time. The time? Yes, you go, and what is the time? <sighs> oh, it's one o'clock. <laughs> well, why it's was it one o'clock? Because it was, it was, you blew however, I mean, how it worked, I've got no idea, but you used it to blow work. dandelions. It doesn't work, does no, it? No, no. It's nonsense, isn't but it? Is it but, but, that's, but that's childhood. That's, that's recapturing all the things it's that wonderful. you used to do. If people were blowing dandelions instead of taking cocaine, as according Anybody to the Independent to today... new to this programme, I wouldn't advocate blowing dandelions. It's not... Uh, oh, yeah. Dandelions well, are wonderful. It, I know, but it doesn't, it doesn't work. It doesn't tell the time. No, but it's fun. It's better than putting Just cocaine up. Better Just than putting cocaine, cocaine up your nose. nose oh, isn't I it, totally really? agree, but it's so cheap now, cocaine. Well, apparently so, yes. Pound. It's the cheapest thing. It's cheaper than a, p- a Kit Kat. Most of it turns out to be stuff they use in dentistry. Yes, or bleach. Ajax, actually, they use quite a lot. Steve, nothing wrong with Davy- daisy chains. I used to make them. Deep voice. And I'm a manly heterosexual cabbie. I bet you can't wrong. put up a shelf. Yeah, exactly. Too busy making daisy chains. I went to see Harry Potter this week. Did you? Yes. Oh, right. Not, Harry po- not the real person. Oh, right. We've the seen film. the real person. We've it, seen the real person. Apparently, I'm told it goes on forever. You need to take oh, sandwiches. Absolutely. It's too long. Well, I first saw it at the IMAX, and you know I like the IMAX. That's the great big, mm. massive, huge screen that looks like another building. Yeah. And it was it was very good, but it, first of all, I thought the film was a bit too long, and it's quite dark. It was three hours. Oh, well, so we went in at five silly. to nine, and we I'm came out at five toilet. past twelve. Yeah. I think people kept going to the toilet, actually. But... Uh, the, the first, I'll tell you what you would like, um, is the first eight minutes are in 3D. Oh, right. So they give you the glasses. Oh, God. <laughs> but they're lovely, because they're huge. <laughs> you look like... You look like Dame Edna. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> and they're wonderful. But anyway, the first three minutes, eight minutes, I think, is in 3D. But they, ha- they showed a film, which is coming out in November, a Disney film, called A Christmas Carol, which is coming out in November in 3D. Oh, Oh, sensational. And I'm not mad on 3D, actually. No, I'm not. Not a big lover of it. It's Michael Jackson's thing when we went to Disney. Yeah, in Epcot. And you could yeah. only see it in Epcot. That's never yes. been showed anywhere else. Uh, and that was exclusive to that. But they took it enough, off. Strangely enough, I think it's... Now, who's bringing it out? One of the Japanese film companies is bringing out a camera next year which takes 3D pictures. Mm. No glasses needed. It's special lenses and special film. And I think it's about 400 quid with the added-on bit of about 300 as well. So it will take... 3D picture. Why you'd want 3D pictures? I you don't, no do you? Idea. Excepting, of course, in Harry <coughs> Potter, all the newspapers are in 3D. The actual pictures of the people move, of course, yes. in a Harry Potter film. I do like the films. It was very good. Yeah. I just don't want to sit down for three hours. It was a bit too <coughs> long. <coughs> Sorry. But, but, I, I handed in my um, my glasses, of course, like mm. a good, honest person. Ah, well, they've got... Ah, and you've just reminded me. We went to see at the Science Museum. They've got a cinema there. And you, you go in and you just reserve your seat in advance. And that's in 3D as well. Mm. And that's very glasses? good. And I th- yes, wear glasses. And I think it was about the pyramids. 
Oh, that'd be Because the Science Museum is fab. I mean, it's, in, it's inspiring, and it's much better than if you went there years and years ago and you haven't been for a long no, time. No, it is now. It's uh, really good. Very, very good, because <coughs> uh, children went the other day. They were over from Ireland on a holiday. Mm. But a friend of mine, he didn't hand his um, glasses, glasses in. in. Very naughty. Yeah, but they're and useless I, to anybody I know else, they are, and they? I said to him on the way out, I said, you've taken those, haven't you? And he went, yep. Yeah. Oh. I said, why do you take those? I said, they're worth about ten pence. I said, they have to keep replenishing himself. I'm not the only one. Lots of people have. He mm. said, the one. anyway, he wore them on the tube on the way home. Oh, and I threatened that I was going to move compartments because he wasn't going to sit there like, like a complete idiot next to me. But they were funny, these glasses. They were very big. Normally they're quite small, Did not aren't have they? first class. Huh? Did not have first class. What, on the tube? Yeah. No. Oh, there's just one class, is there? One class only. They used to have first class compartments. not found a first class compartment? No. It's with uh -huh. the driver, is it? Uh, well, <laughs> we're not <laughs> at liberty to tell people. Do you remember when you could smoke on the tube? <coughs> they used to have what, smoking yeah. at either end. And all between the wooden slats. With cigarette ends. Cigarette ends. Disgusting, <laughs> really. <laughs> Sorry. Mark says, don't forget the White Swan or Leon's House Gallery in Marble Hill Park in Twickenham. Yes, thank you very much indeed. Brian in Hampton Hill says, Rose of England. I will have my Union Jack ready. And so you should. It's a great song. Check it out on... On... Uh, Amazon? On Amazon. Oh, no, iTunes. Yeah, on iTunes. I iTunes. It's, it's really it worth... again? Rose of England. Rose of England. Peter says, it's not possible to pay on board a bendy bus and tickets must be bought beforehand. I have a freedom pass. Anybody with a seven-day or longer travel card on the Royster will have paid, as will people on one-day tickets. They're not shown to the driver. Some people do dodge the fare, but it's not possible for a bystander to know who these people are. So there you go. No, but they can jump on, can't they? Because if the doors at the front open to let people on, yeah. and the middle You're doors You're supposed to open, go and swipe your... Well, of course you are. But some people don't. I see them do it on the 134 at Highgate. They just if you've got a travel card, you don't have to. Well, I've got an Oyster card. I'd love to be an inspector. I'd have a field day. They do get inspector. on. There are inspectors often on the bus. Yes. YouTube give a Rose of England song by Christa Burr from the Helen Mirren movie, Elizabeth I. I don't think it could be the same one. I don't think it's the same one. I hope not, anyway. So go and, go and check it out I've on iTunes. That. Rose of England. I think you'll probably find Vera Lynn singing it. Really? It's we'll that, that vintage. That vintage. It's a very, very good song. Is it a hymn or Sadly, a song? No, no, it's a song. An Ivan Novello song. Sadly, no more time. Mm. Gotta really? go. Gotta not go. a second more? Nope, not a second more. I can't more. even tell you that a gin and tonic really can calm the nerves after a stressful day. Yeah. Because its soothing effect is as much derived from the slice of lemon you put in it as from the alcohol. Oh, because it gives off this wafts, wafting Was wonderful uh, aromas, lemon. Yeah. And in some bars, what, what they do is, if somebody's had enough to drink and you ask for a gin and tonic, what they do, they have a little saucer of gin and they turn the cup upside down. So when you're drinking just tonic, mm. you can smell gin yes. around the rim. It's an old, uh, an old nightclub trick. But anyway, we'll have an old nightclub trick with you on uh, Sunday, because I'll be here for breakfast, Sunday morning, 8 till 11. Brian Connolly. Fabulous. Is going to be our guest in conversation. OK, so I'll be chatting to him about the fact that come this weekend, he's putting on the, uh, the drag, and on Monday, he's appearing in Hairspray. John will be back with us very shortly. I will indeed. Thank you very much indeed. Have yourself a great weekend. Don't forget to podcast, do the blog and everything else. Ken Livingston is after the news, which is next on LBC. With Eurostar, a little break can make a big difference.